You are listening to Work Human Radio, pioneered by Global Force, bringing more humanity to today's workplaces. You are enjoying our special edition coverage recorded live from Austin, Texas, and Work Human 18. And now, here are today's hosts. Good afternoon and welcome back to Work Human Radio. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Rayanne Thorne. Uh, I am a little blue. We are coming to the end of our exclusive coverage here at Work Human 18. We've got a strong finish here, I have to tell you, but uh, what a great couple of days it's been. Don't make me sad. This has been an incredible event. So much to learn, so many takeaways. Everybody that we've spoken with has just really felt inspired. Yeah, no doubt about it. As we, uh, as we record this conversation, we are surrounded by a throng of people, thousands, <laughs> I would suspect. Thousands. Uh, just, but the energy here is palpable. The, the buzz, the enthusiasm, the excitement, uh, it's invigorating, is it not? I, it is. It's, I called it earlier carbonated. It just yeah. feels like the room is carbonated. Everything's popping and bubbling so yep yep well let's get to our uh, our conversation we're joined now by donna kimmel she's a senior vice president and chief people officer at citrix donna welcome to the show thank you it's great to be here well it's great to have you donna i so appreciate you making time to join us i know this has been a crazy busy conference so appreciate you carving out a few minutes to join with us so before we get into our our conversation take a minute tell us a bit about you your background and the work that you're doing at citrix Sure. So as you mentioned, I'm the chief people officer responsible for all people and organizations for the company of Citrix. And uh, Citrix is a software, global software organization that is focused on products and services that enable employees to work anywhere, anytime on any device securely and easily. So uh, we have about 9,000 people around the world. Mm. And at the time I joined about uh, two and a half years ago, we embarked on a major uh, company transformation. Really? Yeah. How's that been going? Very well. Good. Well, tell us about it. So the, so the transformation started um, in the middle of 2015 with uh, an activist investor that, enjoy, that, that joined us. And I know people normally get nervous about activist investors, and there's mm-hmm. always a bit of uh, tumultuous nature that happens, but um, he's been a tremendous partner for us um, and um, a real important voice uh, on, our, on our board. It, at the time, we ended up uh, having our longtime CEO uh, ended up departing, and then we began to embark on a, on a search uh, for a CEO. So I came on at the time when we didn't have a CEO, Oh. And uh, and um, and became part of the leadership team that was thinking about what was next, and so ultimately it was about redesigning our strategy, redesigning our vision, where we were headed. Ultimately, looking at uh, the culture of the organization, the values, the things that are important to us, and then beginning to design the people and org strategy around that structure, processes, the right talent at the right roles, that sort of thing. That is not just a little transformation. No, no, no. No, it's been incredible. It's, especially if you have to drive the ship without a captain for a while, right? And yeah. so uh, congratulations on weathering that, that time and also um, coming to the place w- that you are now. Um, I know that probably during that transformation, there was a lot of talk about what we've been discussing so much as this event. Um, diversity and the, the changes that need to be made in the workplace to match the changes that are make, being made in, in our everyday life, not just in the workplace. So how, 
as you think about the recruiting that you've done over the last few years, how, how does, has that changed to attract a more diverse workforce for Citrix? You know, I think for us, um, as I started talking out, uh, talking about our transformation, for me, as we began to think about the, the vision of the company, the strategy of the company, what was the culture that we wanted? What values were going to help carry us um, to that future? Because for me, brand, culture, and strategy all intertwine, and you really need to think about all uh, at the same time. That's where we began to redefine who we are, what our values are, what those needed to be, what the culture was. And as we defined that, we knew that diversity and inclusion was an incredibly important part of who we are um, and where we were going to take ourselves. So when we looked at those, um, that philosophy and those strategies, we then wove it into everything we were doing as we were designing the organization. So any programs and practices were always based and framed against the values that were important to us, the culture that was important to us, and embedded in that was our diversity and inclusion. And so when I think about attracting and retaining, it is about putting forth an authentic brand. What, who are we? Where are we headed? How are we going to get there? Uh, what do we do? And that brand, that brand value is, is very important to us. So some of the other things that we have been able to do when we look at attracting and retaining talent are many of the things that other companies do. But you, you start to look at the university processes and the connections to those universities that are, that are diverse, that have diverse candidates, and bringing folks in as interns to build that, that pipeline and making sure you're bringing in diverse uh, interns as well as diverse new hires. Also, you have to be looking at promotions because when you think about uh, diversity in the organization, you're not only trying to build from the ground up as you're bringing new folks on, but you want to make sure that you're providing the right career opportunities to enable uh, uh, all of our employees, including our diverse employees, to be promoted into roles. And I think that then starts to speak to the culture, which is people want to be able to look around and see themselves in many levels of the company. So we recognize that it's a multi-strategy multi uh, approach. I'm just so struck. I love the, the use of the word design. Because mm. I, I feel like so far too many organizations just, they, they may say, oh, they have a rough idea of a destination, but they don't really have a roadmap or a plan and, and an idea how they're gonna get there. And they just let it just unfold however it unfolds. And, sometimes you're successful. I don't think people realize how important it is and that you actually can design this. Talk about that process about how you, how you actually did that and how you got bought buy-in from other members of the organization. Sure. So I think one of the other things that's really important to us as a company is our growth mindset. We have really mm. adopted the perspective around that it is very important for us to be uh, open and, uh, and innovative, and, and some of the roots of that are in a couple of the values that, that we um, designed, which is courage and curiosity. And so when you approach something from a growth mindset, it gives you the freedom to try something, make a mistake, try it again, succeed, and, and, and cycle through. It gives you that um, agility and speed to be able to try things. So when we talk about design, uh, 
I think the way that we have focused on design is more around enabling us to go out with a program or a practice that is new and different, that weaves in the concepts of diversity and inclusion, but allows us to modify along the way. So we don't wait for the design to be a perfect, you know, a perfect design. So, but, but the design element is very purposeful because when we think about the structure of the organization, how do we want to organize ourselves to get things done? Do we have the right people in the right roles at the right time with the right skills? Uh, any of the processes and communication tools that we use and programs, we're looking at those. We're looking at our reward systems. Are we doing things that reward the right behaviors that we want in the organization? And in each of those areas, we focus on how do we weave in what enables us to be diverse and inclusive. So, it, so it's a conscious part of our, of our choice. Yep. And we'll try new things, and sometimes they work, and sometimes they don't, and we come back. We, we do a lot of employee feedback along the way so that employees feel like they are part of the design process. Mm, that's huge. So we, we talked with a, uh, an interview guest earlier about uh, the type of how to do feedback without it becoming a negative experience and how you can take the person you're providing feedback to with you on this ride of understanding that we're not trying to be negative to you. And, and one word she used was curious. I'm curious, which has very little negativity attached to it, right? And it, and it inspires learning of some mm -hmm. kind. Um, another individual that I've spoken with have said, he calls it his uh, PCP, how he provides feedback, which is positive, corrections, then posit more positive, right? So it's, it's constant reinforcement. And as a mother, you do the same thing with your children. So how, are there ways that we can provide more positive feedback? How are you, what are you guys doing that's different than maybe other organizations? You know, when I think about the concept of feedback for me, I think both positive and negative or constructive feedback is really important. And I think, I think it's very important for us to listen to all viewpoints. And that ultimately is what helps drive an inclusive environment because clearly we know diversity is about difference, inclusion is about togetherness and a sense of belonging. And if we want to truly have a curious and a courageous environment, we need to enable all of our employees to present all of their perspectives. So we welcome the, um, the uh, negative feedback just as much as we welcome the positive feedback. And we learn from it. So one of the things that's also important to us is being transparent. So we will share back with employees what we hear. That, for instance, at our global employee meetings, we'll post you know, some of the testimonials that people share, the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, even some of the roughest feedback. But I think what we end up doing with it from the growth mindset perspective is, what are the actions we took to address those concerns? And then also, you know, as you were talking about some of your other, um, you know, in interview, um, interviewees, also being able to share the positive is incredibly important because while we want to be able to demonstrate that we're driving change based on um, constructive feedback that we get from employees, we truly want the positive to be the infectious infectiousness um, right. of what's going to drive how we continue to leverage our strengths. What are the things that we're really good at and proud of? And we always find ways to, um, to share those, to tell stories about those 
that help employees understand, yeah, these are the kinds of behaviors, these are the kinds of things that make us feel excited about being part of the team. But we don't do that at the exclusion of at least acknowledging what, what we hear and where we can improve as well. Well, the problem is that the process now of giving feedback is seen as a punitive one. Right. And it needs to be seen instead as an exciting, creative, problem-solving growth opportunity. Boosting. And, that, and having Boosting. that growth mindset. Yeah rather than a fixed mindset. And Cynic was talking about this infinite versus exactly. finite. It's the same mindset, right? So that's, that just, just that presence changes mm -hmm. that whole process. So uh, kudos to you for, for your work on, on trying to deal with that. What well, is a very pr common problem and can be crippling for an organization. So kudos to you on that. But we also have to, when we listen, right, we have to listen for understanding. We have to not um, get defensive about when, when we hear something. And, you know, Simon was talking about that, saying, boy, if you have a really negative reaction to something, it must be true. Yeah. You know, if you get a piece of feedback and you react strongly, strongly, That's then there's probably point. a truth in there. Oh, they caught me. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And so that's... Or if, uh, or if your first response is to be defensive. Be right. Right. If, if, it's, if it's this instead of leaning in to listen, right? So that's, that's really an important... This is your first time here, right? Yes. Yes. What's, what's your... Takeaway. Yes. What's your biggest takeaway from this event? Oh my goodness! First of all, this event has been incredible. Um, the passion, the power, the energy, the excitement, the effervescence that you were talking about earlier—it just—it just bleeds out. Um, I think uh, for me, professionally, having been at this for over thirty years, which is amazing. Uh, it's wonderful. <laughs> it is wonderful to see how many people feel so strongly about bringing the human back into the workplace and the um, lineup of speakers that reinforce that. The number of, um, when I look at the population of people who participated, it's a combination of HR professionals as well as business and line professionals. And I think that speaks to how far we've come in terms of a desire to create a new kind of workplace. So, uh, you know, kudos to Global Force for continuing their movement uh, because uh, I think it's making a tremendous difference. Here, here on that, I will close with this. So, what I love most about the movement is that it means a little something different to everybody, right? There's a piece of it that resonates with the individual. So, what does it mean to, uh, to Donna? The, the, the movement of work human. I think for me, the, the movement of, of work human is all about enabling us to be ourselves in the workplace as much as we want to share who we are in the workplace and creating a space of comfort to do that so that I have the freedom to be able to, to do the best that I can and enabling that for every other employee in the company I think is what is really going to drive the workplace of the future. So that's one of the powerful messages that um, I saw reinforced here. Amen to that. Absolutely. Donna, we're about out of time. Before I let you go, should anyone need to contact you with any questions or learn more about Citrix, where do they go? Well, certainly people can follow me on Twitter, at Donna Kimmel, uh, and they can go to our website, uh, citrix.com, and or look me up, Donna Kimmel, on LinkedIn, and I respond to, uh, to anybody who, uh, who, who reaches out. 
even radio hosts like me? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Donna Kimmel, Senior Vice President and Chief People Officer at Citrix. Real pleasure to have you. Thanks again for stopping by and joining us. My pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. Well, that concludes our coverage from Work Human 18. Todd and Rayan signing off from Austin, Texas. We look forward to seeing you again next year from Music City, USA, Nashville. We'll see you next year. Work Human Radio is brought to you by Global Force, pioneers of the work human movement. Global Force helps make work more human for millions of people and organizations worldwide. Learn more by visiting workhuman.com and join the work human movement by following us on Facebook, Twitter, and the Work Human Community Forum on LinkedIn. Thanks again for listening to Work Human Radio.